All right. Well, before we get into the bulk of this episode, we do want to talk about um, a very underratedly important figure yeah. in the media, or not say. in the media, but in the entertainment world, yeah. especially in the kids' entertainment world or mm-hmm. animation world, and that is Steven Hillenburg, who mm-hmm. passed away uh, recently at the age of 57, mm-hmm. died really young. And if you do not know Steven Hillenburg, he is the creator of the, uh, should we say legendary SpongeBob yeah, legendary, SquarePants? defining cartoon. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's interesting because this show has kind of, in a weird way, defined a generation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's insane. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally am not, like, the biggest SpongeBob fan. Like, I like SpongeBob. I watched SpongeBob plenty mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. I, I, but I always had friends who were, like, quoting the show constantly or singing the songs. <laughs> I was yeah. never that person. Like, they yeah. would start singing, like, the Campfire song, and I'd be like, Campfire song. Like, I had no idea what they were saying. But... Yeah. I mean, there is no way that you can say that this man did not impact mm-hmm. kids' entertainment yeah. for for years. I mean, SpongeBob is still running. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have necessarily his uh, fingerprints on it anymore, or he didn't at, at the time of his death. But I mean, he, it's this is his character that he mm. won plenty of awards for. Yeah. So I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Noah, what are your th- thoughts about uh, Steven Hillenburg? I mean. Steven Hillberg isn't really like, like we recently talked about Stanley. Mm-hmm. He's not really a person with a public uh, image that we can really dissect. I mean, all I, I just know him from uh, his early days as a marine biologist, and he came up with uh, the idea of the intertidal zone as like a comic book to teach his students. Uh, and then he became an animator and sort of I, he, he created SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I know about his personal life. Um, but like personally, SpongeBob is just kind of, it's like, like if I look at my childhood or like growing up, SpongeBob is kind of just like the constant thing. Like it's, it was always existing in the background of, of like my life. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's, it's crazy to think, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's, you know. There's before SpongeBob, <laughs> and then there's after SpongeBob in like the public consciousness. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Always. Oh, that's David Hasselhoff. Yes, tweet. I'm. I want to read yeah. this off. Uh, David Hasselhoff uh, tweeted <clears throat> today. Wow, what a unique and fantastic character Steve created. It was my pleasure and honor to be in SpongeBob the movie and share some great laughs with this gentleman. Shocking loss. To this day, I am stopped and flattered by people and kids who have seen me in the film. Hashtag SpongeBob. Yeah, he made a pretty weird cameo in uh, or, yeah he's like playing his character in Baywatch in, yeah. uh, in the Spongebob movie um, yeah. yeah it's it's just this is a character who has kind of transcended uh, that show like I it's yeah. Spongebob is like even if you're an adult who literally was never a kid when this show was on mm-hmm. you know Spongebob yes if yeah. you are a kid who didn't really like the show, maybe never even watched it you at all. SpongeBob. You knew yeah. about you know it. SpongeBob. Yes. Yeah. Like this is it, it's just the, it is. the the impact he had on in he continues to have because this character still is around yeah. on children is incredible. It yeah. really is. So it's, it like some might even say unavoidable to a fault because SpongeBob <laughs> kind of like jumped the shark a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean like, you know, just like 
uh, I think about like backpacks, socks, lunch boxes. SpongeBob was on everything <laughs> when I was a kid. You could you could get like a I don't know a toaster, yeah, with with the that was like yellow with holes, uh-huh. in it, and then it would look like SpongeBob. I don't know where I got that from, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like. He had that subpar. I'm sure it was on the internet somewhere. Yeah, I'm that sure it subpar. Is. Uh, yeah, can you look popsicle. up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the the popsicle with the eyes that are never in the same right uh, in the right place. <laughs> what were you um, wanting me to look up? Uh, SpongeBob toaster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's crazy to think. I mean, I don't. I, I assume he probably would have had more to to give. Up oh, there's a SpongeBob toaster <laughs> and a SpongeBob waffle iron and a SpongeBob. Um, Oh, yeah, that's a SpongeBob waffle. <laughs> Just literally anything that's rectangular yeah. in shape. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also fair to say, dude made a fair share of money. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. There's a SpongeBob television right there. Um, also, memes. Just like. Uh, oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great memes. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, that one where he looks like a chicken. I didn't even see that episode, and it's funny. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have any episodes that you can remember? I guess maybe not yeah. you, but like an, an iconic episode that you liked. I mean, like the for a lot of people that I that I like uh, am friends with and coincidentally quote SpongeBob with all the yes. time, mm-hmm. um, in different in different various uh, life situations. Um, one episode that I feel like is kind of overrated is the chocolate one. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That because it's because it's quoted so much and yeah. like everybody's just like every chance they get <laughs> chocolate. I, I, had to, I had I had to stop myself. I had to like yeah. catch my tongue when you see the chocolate episode. And I was then, like I was about But was nobody about to do it. but nobody remembers in the beginning of the episode where he's just humming in the mailbox and waiting for the mailman. He's like yeah. Hi mailman <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god uh. <laughs> It's literally yeah. like the first ten seconds of the episode, and everybody forgets about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, the bubble bowl. I love that one. Oh, that's that. Yeah, when they there play the bubble, the bowl. bubble bowl. What um, about you? Band geeks. Uh, I don't know. I think there's one episode, uh, Krusty Towers. Uh, I think it, oh, it's okay. after the movie, so it's not. It's like a you know, people like to think that everything before it's like the seasons that led up to the movie, and then the movie. That's like. That's like but peak that, SpongeBob. That's the benchmark for me, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Krusty Towers is really cool. Mr. Krabs buys like he turns the Krusty Krab into a hotel. Yeah, that's a good. No, I remember watching that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one's probably one of my favorites. Probably like know. probably like the one that I like the one singular I guess like twelve minute episode that yeah. I like the most after the movie mm-hmm. is the one when they get the drill instructor at the boating school. That's the one. That's and that's Mr. Krabs. Is that the same uh, one? That's that's the same. You know the, two, the same you know, half the hour, thirty minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that is a good. One. I think well, it's it's Krusty Towers and Mrs. Puff. You're fired. Like I, oh okay. Like seeing like I can if you give me the name of an episode, I can tell you because I like look in the DVR <laughs> on on my Time Warner cable box, and I could tell you the other episode in that thirty minute chunk. I think I have. Because I watched it. I think yeah. I have four specific. Isn't that a, that's a weird skill, I got, right? <laughs> I remember getting a App Store or an iTunes gift card one year, yeah. and I didn't know what to spend it on because mm-hmm. I had like the music that I was listening to for a while. Yeah. So I bought, I think, four episodes of SpongeBob, and I don't remember which ones they are, but yeah. I think I have them like on my iTunes account somewhere. Yeah. But there's Amazing. there's a couple of them, and uh, they're just they're classics. But yeah, I usually use the. Uh, the movie as a kind of like a marker to be like, all right, old SpongeBob, good SpongeBob, new SpongeBob, <laughs> eh. 
Yeah, no, that's that's definitely yeah. all right. Definitely, everything. Um, movie. I I don't like. I can just. I, I can tell you the first episodes that popped into my head when yeah. you <laughs> said that. Okay. I don't know. Like <laughs> I wouldn't define them as my favorites. They're no, just fair. the first ones I thought of. Yeah. Um, the one when they're first going to Sandy's bubble and they oh, yeah. dry out. Oh no yeah, water. Um, yeah. <laughs> Teeth of Freedom, I think it was called, <laughs> and it was, and it aired along with. Oh no. Um, reef blowers and oh, that's uh, the silent help one. wanted. That's <laughs> the silent one. That and one's a good one. Yeah, reef blowers. Um, I think those are the first three episodes. So. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There was oh the one where Sponge or no the one where Squidward he's never tried a Krabby Patty he thinks they're disgusting and then he totally. tries them and gets addicted to them. <laughs> you yeah. like Krabby Patties, don't you, Squidward? Um, and then also just, just a, mo- a moment that I was reminded of recently that I was like, okay, that's kind of funny is the bear attack one. Uh, oh, the, the sea camping bear? episode. Where, yeah, where, where they uh, put a circle around them and that yeah. protects them for some reason. <laughs> just like. Just the silly, like I don't. How did they come up with this stuff? Yeah. Like it's just the silliest Drugs? gags, I and oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, a, it's gotta be a circle. That was an oval. It's like what? Maybe he just doesn't like you. Pretend to be somebody else. <laughs> like I, I personally, I think the show holds up. Like I was watching some episodes today, and I, I laughed. I was, I thought this is, it's still, it's a good cartoon. Like. You know, it wasn't just that I was a kid. All right. Which is always good to find out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that wraps up this discussion. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, legendary. Mm-hmm. And um, his legacy will continue to move, live on because um, that show still is going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. You just see SpongeBob SquarePants, 1999 to present. Hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. what? That's insane that it's yeah. lasted that long. So, yeah. Uh, this man has made something incredible. Mm-hmm. All right, now we'll move on to the rest of the episode. Enjoy. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we're going to review way too many movies. We're going to be reviewing Wreck-It Ralph 2, A Beautiful Boy, Creed 2, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I think is what it's called fully, and Cam. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing okay, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's good to be back after our little Thanksgiving break. Dang, yeah, you're right, man. It, it's been, it was great. It was great, you know, to to you know be on that break. It was nice, and now we're we're back. Yeah. So um, just trying to get in the mood of swing of things. Wait, I'm wait, just what? trying to get. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get adjusted back to work. That's 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 my that's my thing. It sounded back to work yesterday. It sounded like, like you said. It sounded like you said I need to get back into the mood swing of things. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that is what I said because I do need to get back into the mood swing of things. 
<laughs> All right. So um, as you can hear, Matt is with us as usual running the sound. Um, we have him for a little bit more. We'll see how much longer we have, Matt. We'll um, see. After uh, Christmas break. I might have to go bury myself alive somewhere. Get um, this internship done. I know, right? Um, and then also, we have returning to the podcast, Noah. Noah, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, so yeah. we have a lot to talk about. Uh, I have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, basically, as, we t- as I mentioned briefly on the last episode before our break, uh, Thanksgiving just basically sends Ozzy are you alive yeah I'm good why oh you sound better than ever one of these days he's just he's going to be murdered and it's and we're just gonna be like ah he's all right I don't know it sounded like somebody grabbed your mic and like shook it really just shoved it down his throat I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, as we talked about briefly on the episode before our Thanksgiving break, um, th- Thanksgiving turns the movie industry basically into an absolute nightmare mm-hmm. um, where they decide, you know what, we're going to release one movie on Monday, then we're gr- going to release four movies on Tuesday, and you guys are just going to be screwed. Um, so, yeah, that's what happened. And I still haven't not seen everything. There are two movies that I haven't seen. One of them I'm not in any particular rush to see, being uh, Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there if we get there. Big uh, oof. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the other one I am really trying to see, and that is Boy Erased. Mm. Uh, we'll try to have that reviewed for the next one. Um, I have seen Green Book, but Ozzy has not, so we're pushing that review back. We'll have that one on the next one as well. Uh, so that's just where we are. And everything else, um, I've seen all of it, basically. And uh, we will splash in some other insights here and there as we go along. That's going to be the plan for this episode. Um, I am getting over a cold, so if I cough, I, 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 I'm sorry. Um, moving on. Let's start with Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, I refuse to call it by its actual name because it is dumb. Yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> and it is an old joke that um, is outdated in and of itself. I so, think it was outdated when they announced the title like a year and a half ago. It was like, it's uh, so true. It was dead like three years before that. <laughs> it should have been Rex the Internet. Yeah. I don't... <sighs> yeah, so... Um, Ralph when, Rex yeah, the Internet. It, it would have made a lot more sense. So yeah. <laughs> let's just say the title is not fully representative of the movie. Uh, the movie is pretty good. I don't think it's nearly as good as the first one. Um, the first, it, the first one has an emotional core to it that I think this one tries to get to, but can't fully get there. Uh, let's put it this way. As we discussed again on the last episode, uh, Terry our good friend and, uh, who is not on this episode, unfortunately, he was supposed to be, um, he cried in, or at least says he almost cried. He cried in the first strike at Ralph. (laughs) He, th- there were no tears shed in this one, okay? So we did not get to that level. Excuse me. Uh, we did not get to that level on this one. But I think it was a fun overall ride. I think they did a good job of kind of incorporating the internet stuff and it being not too, too forced. Uh, I mean, it's always going to be forced with this uh, type of story. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's always going to be like, oh, look at this. You recognize this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. It's not emoji level, emoji moving levels uh, um, stuff. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, I know that was the fear going into this. I think that's what everyone kind of associated mm-hmm. uh, in their mind when they saw the trailer for this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that um, at all. I 
think, again, it is a fun ride that just doesn't have necessarily the depth that you would expect from this movie or you would hope you would get from this movie based on your experiences with the first one, if you like the first one, that is. Um, the voice acting, as always it, with most of these movies, is really good. Um, no problems there. The animation is gorgeous. That is definitely a strong suit with this movie. Um, yeah, and I think one of the biggest problems with this movie is just that they they allude, they allude to a lot of growth between the relationship between... Um, um, Oh, what's the... Oh, I'm blanking on the lead... Vanellope? Vanellope, yes. It's Vanellope. It's like Vanellope, vanilla yes. Penelope. Okay, okay, okay. so... They're, they're, <laughs> That's right, right? The, yes, that okay, is. Right. It is. Uh, they they bank on you just kind of accepting that there has been a lot of growth in her relationship with Ralph, and they're really good friends now. And I don't think they... It, it, it's not I think that's part of the problem with why it doesn't reach that emotional depth is because they just keep telling us that they're really close and we never really saw that in the first one I mean we see it to an extent but that's really the beginning of their relationship and then we jump in and it's like fully formed here and I think it needed a little bit more exploration maybe at the beginning of this movie they don't linger on it too off or too long um, and I think that kind of holds the movie back a little bit um, and yeah, I, I mean, there's some really good sequences there. I think they really, they want to explore Vanellope in, in particular with this movie. She is the center of this movie, almost to the point where it's like, I just, we could have even pushed Ralph a little bit more off to the side. I, I think they did a really good job with her character. And every time they went back to, oh, their relationship though, you're just like, eh, okay. Uh, Noah, do you have? Oh, anything? I just want yeah, I just want to say I literally just got that. Like, it's, if her name's Vanellope, and I I just like I said Vanellope. Oh, Vanilla Penelope totally went over my head when I saw that in the in the theater. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. She's from like the candy racing. Yeah. Yeah. Game. Yeah. yeah. No, that's actually really clever. <laughs> uh, Noah, learning things every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day, we all are. And yeah. now I don't even need to see it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big reveal. Uh, yeah. Right there. All right. So I'm going to give this movie a 6.7 out of 10. Oof. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's it's okay. It's right. an okay movie. Yeah. Uh, and I know everyone, like, as we've always discussed on this podcast, everyone goes, oh, you gave it a D. And I'm just like, that is not how this works at all. But that's no. a discussion for another day. No. Um, let's move on. <laughs> um, we're going to talk. We should about have a whole op- episode of, like, everyone's problem with things like especially carlos's <laughs> i do have a lot of problems with things okay you know <laughs> that's fair enough uh, i agree with a lot of them i just think we should have like the it's like a festivus episode you have to air all your grievances <laughs> no, we, yeah. we did what what episode was that ozzy when we did like our biggest movie pet peeves or something like oh. that oh that'd be cool. it was a while ago that was a long time we should revisit that subject we have more people now like mm-hmm. we we could cover more Topics. I think. I think that would be a yeah, good I discussion have, at some. Point. I have a lot. <laughs> um, a lot of mine had to do with how and people in the theater annoy me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Takes. Let's uh, talk about Beautiful Boy. This is the one that Ozzy himself has only seen. So Ozzy, you will be taking it over from here. I wanted to see this. Is it worth me searching out? Um. I mean, in my opinion, I think you should watch it just solely on the performances. I mean, I think if you're a Timothy Chalamet fan or a Steve Carell fan, uh, I definitely think this is the movie that you need to watch. 
because I think they're both really great in this movie, and I think they both have great chemistry. Just starting off with positives here. Um, for those of you guys who don't know what Beautiful Boy is about, it's about a, it's about a father and some relationship. Uh, the, the son ends up getting involved with drugs, just heroin and, 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 and other drugs like that. And it's about the father trying to get his son out of that. Um, and it's fun trying to find rehabilitation, basically. So that's what the movie's about. Um, now, is it great? Is it amazing? It is not amazing, but I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, I think, like I said it before, the chemistry between Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell is, is, is great. I, I really love the chemistry together. Um, just the, just the, the dialogue that they had together I thought was really well done, really, really written well. Um, the performances, every performance in this film, I, I think is, is, is great to good. It, there's no issues with the performances there. Um, and in regards to the script, um, I don't have a problem with the script too much. Um, I think the script is, is decently written. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not terrible or anything like that. Um, what I did have a problem with it, with this movie was just how they told the story, I guess. So I guess I have a problem with the editing and, and how this, and how the film was put together. There's a scene, um, with, with Steve Carell's character where he does something um, but he never revisits it. So it's for me, that scene was a bit wasted, and I really don't know why they instilled that scene in there, um, where he does something, but they never revisit what he did. So I was just a little bit confused there as to why they added that particular scene. Um, but this film does pack a punch when it comes to the emotional scenes, um, when when you're dealing with, 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 you know, Tim Lee Chalamet's character hitting rock bottom, um, doing crazy things, just trying to stay high. You do see that. You do kind of, you, you do feel for um, his parents. Um, also, for those for those of you Office fans, I believe he, he, he reconciles with uh, Amy Ryan, who plays, um, what, what, what character does she play again? Holly. Holly, yes. Yeah. So they do reunite a little bit here. Not as much as I'd like to see them reunited, <laughs> but they do reunite for this film, which I do think she's great as well. Um, and you do you do see these parents kind of suffer to bring bring their son out of the addiction. Um, they're dealing with it in different ways, but you follow you follow Steve Carell's story the most. Um, he plays the character of David Shep, and you do see that David is going through during the research which is what one of the positives that I have is that you see him doing the research, um, trying to get his son out of it. He's going to different people, just trying to get perspectives on how he would get his son out of it. So that's one of the best positives out of it is that you do see his trials in there and you do see them, in my opinion, they were executed really great. Um, but there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough scenes with Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet, I, I think. Uh, to bring to bring the film to where it needed to go ultimately, um, it end from what I'm trying to remember. It just ends um, it, it, the way it ended. I wish there was more to the story. I wish that we got more closure with those characters, just because I mean, it, I mean, we're, we're following these characters for two hours, and for me, I would like to, for these characters to kind of reconcile. I think Carlos, you might like the ending of it, but that's just me. Um, I would have liked more closure with with the with the, with these two people, but. All in all, I think the film's it's a good movie. Um, definitely something to watch, um, and it's it's also something that I feel that like people should be mindful of. 
Um, and, and just, you know, they should definitely be careful if they do, um, you know, if people are in that situation, this movie definitely opens the eyes of that, um, opens the eyes of what these people technically go through and, and what kind of lifestyle they kind of go through. But, um, for me, I'm going to give this movie a solid 7.5. It's a good movie. All right. And yeah, I, I would watch it. So yeah. It's an Amazon Don't, movie, correct? Yes, it is. Amazon produced it. Yes. Interesting. It's directed by Felix Van Gern Jean. I'm, I'm so sorry. I do not know how to pronounce your name, guy. But I, I do apologize. He did, he did do a good job with the material. I will say that. He did do a good job with the materials. I was watching featurettes and everything like that where they went to the... Because this is based on true events. So, you know, they were trying to get the events right and everything. And I do respect the, the story that he did tell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he did overall a good job with the story. So, Ozzy, is this, uh, are we seeing any, any chance at any awards from this movie? From Beautiful Boy, uh, I mean, I don't know about, about Steve Carell. I mean, I think he has a film or two more coming out around Oscar season. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if this will be his best performance of the year. Because mm-hmm. he has Vice coming out. That's going to be a wait loaded for that movie. movie. <laughs> uh, and then he also has Welcome to Mar- Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... That looks really good. It does. Yeah, I mean, so he... I mean, Steve Carell... I don't think there's going to be any particular buzz around Beautiful Boy. I mean, Timothy Chalamet is, is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, so maybe a supporting actor from him. Um, but as far... I mean, that, that, that'd be like one of the only ones that really... Mm-hmm. you know giving that to i mean i wouldn't give it to Amy ryan because i don't i don't feel like we got enough of her to give her an award necessarily yeah. um so that'd be that'd be like my only thing there but as far as steve Carell goes i mean he has two other films coming out this year so i don't know necessarily if if he's gonna get it for this one or for the other two that he's gonna be starting in so okay all right well, let's move on to the movie that the most of us on this podcast have seen and that is Creed 2, the biggest movie of this Thanksgiving week, or this past Thanksgiving week. Uh, all of us have seen it, except for Noah. No, or? I didn't see it. Sadness. Um, sadness, sadness, sadness. <clears throat> I have a feeling I might be the highest on this movie, and that was not what I was expecting going into no, this movie. No, I think, I think I'm going to be the highest on the Ooh, movie. Well, yeah, you, if, if we get into a, this is a terrible term, but if we get into a high off, you're probably going to win. <laughs> um, in multiple movie. ways. Um, After what I just got done discussing. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on uh, to Creed 2. All right. I, I love this movie. Um, I love it too. I, I think... Me three. All right, here we go. It's going to be a love fest today. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, I think... With going back to the first Creed, I was not as high on that movie. We have talked about that multiple times. Ozzy and I have even debated Creed versus uh, Southpaw, which came out that year. Ooh, uh, I still have to see Southpaw. I love Southpaw. I wanted to see it. Um, but now with this movie, though, I I don't I know this might be an unpopular opinion to a lot of critical people, a lot of critic people, but this is better than the first one. <laughs> I love this I movie. Agree. I agree. I agree. I think uh, this movie does everything that the first one does, but it does it to like the next level. And then on top of that, you have this sub storyline, 
which is kind of embedded in the main storyline of uh, Drago and his kid. And that's like one of the most compelling portions of the movie is, yeah. their, is their dynamic and their backstory and their storyline. And it's like, I was not expecting that at all. Like this is, uh, this is taking, in, this movie is taking inspiration from one of the cheesier movies in that series. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my favorite movies in that series, but one of the cheesiest movies, let's be honest. And they took that cheesiness and they turned it into something with actual depth. And that's something that I was not expecting from this movie. And this movie really surprised me. Um, Ozzy, what about you? What are your overall thoughts? I love this movie. And, I mean, I told my dad and I told everybody that's asking about it. I love this movie more than the first one. And I like the first one a lot. But I love this movie better than the set, than, than the first one. I think, you know, I was watching a review from, from Chris Tommy just to see, you know, what he was doing. Because he was also... He also interviewed the director, so I was just going through just just what he was. I, I love I love him. He's great. But anyways, I was going through what he was watching, and come to think of it, I've never walked away from any boxing movie or any fighting movie that I've, that I've ever watched and be like, okay, like that that guy who's fighting the good guy or the guy that I'm supposed to be following, I care about him or anything like that. I don't have any emotional connection to any of these guys' opponents, and this movie. It's the first time that I actually can remember, wow, like, I'm actually, I feel for his opponent. And that's something that even the first Creed didn't even do. And the fact that, I mean, you, you said it, I mean, the relationship between Ivan and Victor Drago, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Um, and their dynamic and the chemistry, I mean, you, you, you feel the tension there. Um, and, and that storyline is also really interesting as well. It's one of the, and I agree with you, it's one of the most compelling stories in the film. Yeah, uh, Matt. What about you? Yeah, I um I love what uh, Ryan Coogler has done uh with Michael B. Jordan since Fruitvale Station, and uh, which was a phenomenal movie. I think mm-hmm. that's my favorite Michael B. Jordan movie. Um, but uh, I first coming out of the theater, I was like, all right, well, they did a like they did they did a really good job. My first reaction was I liked the first Creed better because there wasn't. There was a bunch of uh, unanswered questions, I guess I could say, and uneasiness um, about Creed, the first one, that I liked. It felt real to me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really, like, you know, the yeah, you had, uh, like, you know, back and forth conflicts and triumphant moments and pitfalls and all of that, um, but it felt... It really the way that they portrayed all of that and the way they tied it together with all the different characters that had this like their own struggles and stuff going on in their lives, it felt it felt so real to me. It felt like more, like, you know, you you think of Rocky and the the whole series and how that's kind of impacted, I guess, uh, sports movies in the last fifty years, forty years, however long it's yeah. been. Um, I think first one was 76, so it's about, it's almost 45 years now. And, um, uh, going back, um, I'll always like the first Rocky, uh, better than Rocky two. Um, even though Rocky two has my favorite training montage of all time (laughs) in it. Um, and, uh, I, the more that I think about it and the more that I, uh, sit back and look at the whole thing, Creed two was a better movie. Creed two. Yeah. It kind of had. Um, this thing, 
you know, kind of in the end where we where we come to a head with these with these storylines and these uh these these uh major plot points that uh need to be need to be played out through in this film and not really left uh unanswered and it didn't they didn't do they didn't uh come to fruition in a cheesy way like a lot of the other rocky movies Mm -hmm. and i really appreciated about that um and i kind of like talking i guess even just now talking to you guys i do have kind of changed a little bit um i do like creed 2 better even though it doesn't even though it, it does kind of like have a somewhat expected outcome i did have that kind of uh thing that you're talking about where uh you know i could see myself rooting for victor victor mm-hmm. drago and because you you understand his struggle too in this movie yeah yeah and i think that's one of the most interesting parts is that they really gave ivan drago a lot more character than they even did in in, in, in rocky four i mean it's so intriguing I mean, one of my favorite scenes was when ivan and, and rocky were, were, were talking in his restaurant um that was one of the best, best scenes to me, just 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 going back in the past there. Um, as far as Victor Drago goes, I love I love the the Florian um, Montenegro. I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, dude. Um, but he did a fantastic job playing Victor, and I think he. I mean, I want to see him do more work because I mean he did a, he did an amazing job, and and I was just just by the scenes of other people warning. Um, Adonis about the fight. I mean, you can, I mean, it was the tension between these two characters was high and they both have a lot of, you can tell they both have a lot of weight on both their shoulders. Um, So that's the thing that I really liked about this film is that you feel for both of them, which is something I've never gotten from from a boxing movie, really ever. I think the only thing that really compares me to something like this is maybe Brothers, where you see both sides, but this movie did it in a boxing movie, and I, for me, it, it blew it blew it out of the water. I love this movie. Um, so yeah, and and for me, I definitely I felt the hits more with this film. When when they were fighting, it was intense. I felt that I was in the ring. I thought that I was even taking the punches because I was like, man, this this hurts. Um, so I I, the, I liked how they shot the film when it came to the boxing more than the first one. Yeah, and I think the one thing they tried to use a lot, or not a, not a lot, because that makes it sound like it's overused, but a little bit more than they have in this franchise is a slow motion. Mm-hmm. And I think it actually really works. Like, at first I was like, well, I don't know how I feel about the use of slow motion as much in this, but I think it ended up adding to the, the, fight, the fights um, a little bit, and I wasn't expecting that again. This movie just kind of surprised me, to be honest. Um and I think something you were talking about, uh, Matt, just a little bit was uh, how maybe it's a little predictable and whatever. And that's that's really the biggest complaint that I've heard about this movie uh-huh. in general. Um, and that's just to me. And this goes back to maybe some of my issues with the first one. But I don't like the first one's literally the first Rocky. Like, I, I, yeah. come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And that's the same, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, let's just move on. It's fine. I don't care if it follows the same storyline of whatever movie. I don't care. As long as it's good, I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't. <laughs> if it's good, it doesn't matter. And this movie is a good movie. It has great emotional uh, notes that it hits, and it hits them well. And... 
the the music is incredible in this movie. Uh, oh yeah. The 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 training oh movie, like the like the training montage for this movie. I was less like, I, what is this song? Like I want it. <laughs> is there is can I, can I talk about one specific thing? Like is it like it's kind of spoilerish, but like it impressed me so much. All right, spoilers for the next thirty seconds. All right, so Victor Drago, he, you know what the uh, the battle ropes are mm-hmm. in the gym. He does a freaking like squat thrust. And like the trailer, yeah. Yeah, squat yeah, squat thrust, push up, and like does like a full like whip of the ropes, and I'm like, I, I can't even like this guy's a tank. Like, I've never Is felt this his less first movie? Like I think it's his first movie. I've never felt less of a man until I saw him do that. Yeah. I was like, yo, <laughs> what is happening? It was insane. Like this dude was like doing pull ups, this dude was doing everything. I was like Yo, I kind of feel like less of a guy. <laughs> like, just watching him do all that, and I was like, "Dang, bro, like that's crazy." Yeah. Um, but he was, he was like, you. This guy was a beast, yeah. and he's physically impressive, like, even like, on screen. Like it comes through. Like, like this guy, this guy was menacing, menacing, and and every time I saw this guy on screen, I was, I was like, man. Like I hope he doesn't knock somebody out. Every time he would punch, every time I I I just saw this guy punch, like I felt it, mm-hmm. and it was intense. Like this guy brought a presence with him on the screen, and I really I don't know what it was, but he he did a really good job in this movie. And every time he like I said he punched somebody, I felt it. Honestly, I think with the sound in this movie, they did also a re- mm-hmm. really great job with the sound in this movie. Yeah, um, I, and I think you know we talked a lot about. Um, I feel see I feel like. Um, in in Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan kind of stole the show from um, the lead, and in this movie, it's almost like he's the stole the show is being stolen from him by this dude. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I <laughs> and love he's Michael, Michael B. Jordan's B. great in this movie, by the way. That's not... Jordan, I think I think he did better in this movie than he did in the original Creed because in this movie, I would agree again. I mean, I I loved I loved his performance more in this movie. I mean. Every time he was hurt, I felt it, and and he was pure. And like the fact that, and I'm not gonna go. Too, I'm not. I'm not trying to go too heavy in the spoilers here. But every time, you know, something would happen, he would always. I mean, you could just see the intensity in this guy's face, and that's something that I loved about loved about Michael B. Jordan in this movie. Like he really brought it in this movie, um, especially in the boxing matches. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Matches. It was intense, and. He did amazing. I mean, he blew it out of the water for me. And we haven't even talked about Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> mm. I love their chemistry in this movie is a, a, a lot more too. I mean, it was really intense. Um, they're just their relationship as well, just because of what transpired back in Rocky Four. So there were a lot more hoops in this one, a lot more challenges in this one, and. The fact that they were able to work with all what they had and, and still come out on top with 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 just the performances, the 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 uh, and the story, I loved it, and I think they all pieced it together beautifully. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any other positives before we move on to negatives? Nothing. Um. Good movie. I don't. I think that's it. <laughs> all right. Tessa Thompson. The performances were great. Tessa yeah. Thompson, Sylvester Stallone were great. Do yes. you think he's gonna win? Do you think he's gonna get an Oscar on this year? No, I think he'll get a Golden Globe <laughs> yeah. Oscar. Yeah. I mean, like fair yeah. point, but that means nothing. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right. 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't think so. I think, unfortunately, this movie doesn't seem to have the number one critical clout that the first one did. It certainly doesn't have the director attached to it that the first one did, where you know everyone kind of at that point knew, especially with Creed, knew Ryan Coogler's name. We don't have him directing this one, so I think that's going to be kind of held against it in terms of the Oscars, unfortunately, because like I said, and I think like we've all said at this point, I think this is a better movie. Um, let's move on to negatives, though. I, I agree with you about Tessa Thompson's performance. I have no problem with Tessa Thompson. She is an incredible actress. I, I just don't care about her storyline. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, she, she's not a good singer. Well, that. Well, I don't think. Is that even her voice? I will. I, I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I, I don't know. I, I the even if it was her voice, the mixing was not good because my goodness, it did not seem like her voice. Uh, but that's not even my issue. I just. It doesn't help that she looks like Denise from Cosby Show, and we got <laughs> Mrs. Huxtable as the mom. Like. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's not that's not even my issue. Okay, <laughs> you're, 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 that was funny, um, but I, her her storyline like there's elements of her storyline that are great, and there's elements of it that feed into uh, Michael B. Jordan's storyline incredibly well and add real emotional impact to this movie. But there's also bits of it that it's just like I I'm, I don't know like I, I don't know if it's their chemistry like it's fine but it's not amazing maybe mm-hmm. that's my problem I don't know I just every time they were on screen together I was just like can we move on like and get mm-hmm. to more exciting stuff please um, and maybe that's a me problem I don't know but it, it really like it that stuff didn't work for me and then there's one story choice that they made with uh, Rocky the character <laughs> that mm-hmm. I just it didn't work for me. It didn't really make any sense, the decision that he made. Uh-huh. Um, I, I get that it was complicated, and, and they wanted to take it in a different direction, but it didn't quite work for me. Um, but, yeah, those are my main negatives. Do you guys have anything? Matt mm. or Ozzy? Ozzy, you want to go first? I have to, like, dig. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, I guess I wish I got more dialogue from Victor. <laughs> he didn't say much. So I think yeah, they might have been protecting to, him. Though. Yeah, he didn't I need guess. to. Like I said, I'm digging. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I hope that he would have talked more, but I mean, I get it. Like I'm not I'm not docking any points there. Yep. Um, I also wish I I wish that. And this isn't spoiling anything. I just wish that those two characters had gotten closure in the end. Okay. That's what I wish. I just wish that there would have been more closure between Victor Drago and um, Creed. Maybe we'll do a spoiler review where I talk about it more. But that's just where I'll leave that at. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have anything? Um. <clears throat> I mean, like, I, like I would like. You know, as much as much as I'm like joking, that you know, that doesn't really bother me about the uh, the whole Cosby Show looking thing. <laughs> but um, that was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I don't. I I think just besides the fact that like it's a not like it's yet another Rocky movie. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like my like more criticisms are gonna come from me if they make another one. They probably. I'll, will. Ju- I'll just say that. <laughs> um. I think, I think the, um, I think what, 
I don't know if I and I'm not I'm not gonna be spoiling anything, but I don't if I'm if we're thinking about the same thing, Carlos. Um, it felt that like, uh, like everybody, you know, the the Dragos, the Creeds, mm-hmm. um, the Apollo Creeds, uh, now Widow. Um, everybody had a natural uh, story and inner conflict that they had, mm-hmm. and that seemed natural. The one for Rocky that they kind of put into this movie and tried to make it more. I feel like. I feel like it was too much mm-hmm. and it was, if, if, the, if there's any, and it's not, it's not out of the ordinary. It's not like it's unwarranted at all, but like, it felt like, it felt like maybe it belonged in the first movie. Yes, I agree. Instead of this one, because this is more, this story, this is Creed and Drago. Uh-huh. This is not Rocky. Yeah. He's, you know, he's like the, the Yoda figure in this now, but you know, this is this is about like, you know, generational like you, your father. Like spoilers if you haven't seen Rocky Four, but he, Victor Ivan Drago killed yeah. Apollo Creed in the ring, and this kid grew up fatherless because of that. And um, uh, I think I think maybe also like what Ozzy was saying, I could have seen a little bit more of the Drago side and stuff that they dealt with in the aftermath uh-huh. of that. Um, but I think they did enough to, uh, to communicate the fact of like their loneliness and their, their kind of like place, their place of no place in mm-hmm. Russia, pretty much after the events of Rocky four. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with, with, I mean, going back to what you were saying about Rocky uh-huh. and, and what, and what Carlos was saying about Rocky. I mean, I get it, you know, just this movie alone was about that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't necessarily mind Rocky's side story. I think Sylvester Stallone gives a great performance, and I think even his side story is very interesting. Because, uh-huh. like, 99% of it deals... I mean, he's talking to, he's dealing with, um, you know, he's dealing with Adonis. So I didn't mind seeing him get, you know, closure, per se, for his own thing. Yeah. For his own thing. Yeah. I mean, cause it was fine. And especially in the way that they did it, yeah. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So the way that they did it, I mean, for me, I was like, okay, it's still, it's still basically about Adonis. I mean, but yeah. he's getting that closure. So, I mean, for me, I really liked it. Um, and, and how they shot that side. So if I'm, I'm, I'm defending Stephen Cable Jr. Decision to kind of add that, that last part in there, just because of just how he shot it. And how yeah, it was edited together. That, I did enjoy it. Yeah, that I would agree with you that it's it wasn't like like part of me if it if it sounded like I was trying to make it like it didn't belong in the movie, but like it wasn't it wasn't overdone in the fact mm-hmm. that like that like it's stealing the spotlight. You know what I mean? Like so it yeah. was just kind of a thing that they had to tie up loose ends. And I think what you're saying is or what you were saying is that it made a it might have fit better in the first one, you know, yeah, like it, it wasn't mean. out of place in this one, but it, it might've had a slightly better fit in the first one. And I agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing I'm going to say in regards to this movie is that, uh, I'm going to, again, use my family as an example. So shout out to them. <laughs> um, Enrique <laughs> had a physical outburst during the last fight of this movie. So, um, you know, it was exciting. Um, and my mother cried three times watching this movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> I teared up a little bit at the end, but I didn't like... I, I, I didn't full-on cry. I, I definitely had some face. man tears. Yeah. I didn't ugly face it. 
But I did not cry at all. I was just so hyped. I was like, oh, God. I was like, what's happening? Like, I definitely got goosebumps multiple times. I definitely got goosebumps multiple times. And one quick thing I will say Best thing is, about sports movies. Yeah. Um, one, thing, one quick thing I will say, I know a guy from Philly who's a Rocky impersonator. <laughs> and, like, his name is Mike, I swear to God. And uh, my like one of my best friends back home, uh, his older brother is like a, a huge like Rocky super fan. And uh, so I went with like them and like kind of like uh, their family to go watch the movie because uh, it was just kind of like a thing. They had an extra ticket mm-hmm. and I was planning on seeing it anyway. But um, the guy uh, that they met, like they went to Philly and everything for like his uh this guy's bachelor party mm-hmm. and uh this the rocky impersonator that uh my friend like got in contact with gave them a whole tour and stuff in the neighborhood he's been he was on set while they were filming creed 2 and he sent my friend i didn't watch it yet but he sent my friend a 19 minute like deleted scene thing mm-hmm. where uh Jira- and <clears throat> you know there's no spoilers needed here because it's not in the movie but uh like Drago like shows up like drunk to the restaurant or something like that and like mm. I don't know if him and Rocky like end up like f- like getting into a, like a little like scrap but like I'm kind of glad it wasn't yeah that's what I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> the thing about deleted scenes is a lot of the times there's a reason they were yeah. deleted <laughs> um yeah that's we interesting need, we didn't need that's to make we didn't need to make this movie two and a half hours yeah to end exactly that exactly um all right well let's rate this movie and then we can move on uh ozzy what do you got i'm gonna give this movie a full-on nine all right see i'm not doing this to undercut you at all and or no to let you overcome me i don't know i'm giving it an 8.9 um i was gonna give it (laughs) out of spite i swear to i swear i was going to give this movie an 8.9 no matter what, um, but yeah, as as always, you you're one step higher than me. Um, Matt, what do you got? I think um, I think I'm gonna go with Ozzy on this one. I think I'm gonna give it a nine right. because I really enjoyed it. Looking back on it, more than I more than I thought I did awesome. when I my initial reaction. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I mean I think this movie, I think this movie really really for me, for me this movie did something that a lot of other boxing movies didn't do which is give the opponents characterization and give them something so that the audience can also maybe be like, okay, we understand why they're fighting yeah. or even give the audience something like somebody else to root for. Yeah. So for me, that is why this movie is a solid nine. Yeah. It's only that a, lot of, that a lot of sports movies, even a lot of sports movies in general don't even do. Well, slight, so, I mean, slight counterpoint, but it's a little different is the like, Apollo in the original Rocky. Um, I, but then again, like you don't necessarily root for Apollo in the first one. You grow to appreciate him more as the series goes on. So it's a yeah. little different. Um, but yeah. yeah, fair. Fair, definitely. All right. Let's move on. And Noah, you're going to be activated yeah. for this one because okay. right, it's yeah. me and you who have seen yeah. this. Well, you haven't even seen all of it. I haven't even seen all of it. I've missed the last uh, chunk of it. And that um, is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. If you yes. do not know what this movie is, it is a Western anthology movie mm-hmm. on Netflix directed by the legendary Coen brothers. Joel and Ethan Coen. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was originally supposed to be a limited series, but then, like, I guess in the middle of filming or maybe in post-production, they decided, you know what, let's just throw it together, make it a movie, mm-hmm. and um, 
uh, make it eligible for some Oscars yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because well, the Coens don't have enough of those. Um, <laughs> before we get to this movie in particular, do you have any thoughts on the Coens just in general, the Coen brothers? Oh, they're so... It, it, it's, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because the Coen brothers are the hardest filmmakers for me to figure out just because they're so varied in their style. Like, I mean, if you look at uh, what's their first film, uh, Blood Simple, is, you know very gritty, dark, sort of neo-noir mm -hmm. kind of movie. And then, like, The Big Lebowski, which is, like, a <laughs> just a, a, a weird comedy sort of thing. And then, I don't know what else. They did True Grit, which is just a yeah. straight-up Western. Mm -hmm. um, Fargo, which is, I, I don't know, that, that kind of, like, strikes a balance between yeah. this kind of, like, quirky comedy uh -huh. and then, like, just really dark crime. I don't know. Um, I... I find myself more drawn to their comedies mm -hmm. than their dramas. Yeah. Right. Um, even the dramas like Fargo that mm -hmm. have shades of comedy, yeah. I tend to enjoy more. Yeah. Uh, my one of uh, we've done unpopular opinion segments on this podcast before, and one of my unpopular opinions, I'm sure I can't, I'm pretty sure, has been that I am not a fan of No Country for Old Men. I okay. just, I, I don't know. It does that's, not it doesn't do anything for me. That's fair. Um, and I, I don't know. Like I, their dramas just don't strike a chord with me for some reason. Okay. And yeah. I was very happy to see the tone of these movies or these yeah. these stories or yeah. vignettes as we'll yes. call them, uh, because it, even the first one like starts you off on just the right place. Where I'm like, all right, this is gonna be my kind of. Cohen's uh, adventure here. Well, that's weird because I found like the first vignette, which is the ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yes. It's like I think the full thing is like they they present you with the framing device of their. He's going through like a storybook, yes. and uh, the first is the ballad of Buster Scruggs, <clears throat> and that is like completely different in tone mm -hmm. and style of every other story. Yeah, which kind of caught me off guard. I mean, I was liking it. I was like, this is really funny <laughs> and and goofy. It's insane. Yeah. Um, it's basically about this guy, Buster Scruggs, who is really like, he's just a happy outlaw. And he's, he's a singer <laughs> and a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. And he basically just goes in into this town and he just starts like, gets into duels with people. Like he sings along the way at random <laughs> yeah. points and you're just like, what is happening? Um, it's weird. And he's a really good shot. And he's also yeah. a very quick draw. And yeah. that's the whole like premise of this vignette. And... It's just insanity, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, that one was that one was great. I was uh, just yeah. I, it just gets weird it, again. It gets you off like it's it's very much like I say with um as I've used this example a lot on the podcast, but it's very much like um Swiss Army Man, where mm. like with the opening <laughs> of that movie, you're either on board or you're not. Yeah, if you're not, yeah. just don't bother with the rest yeah. of it. Um, and they, I think they put that one first on purpose to be mm -hmm. like, look, you're either on board with what we're the weirdness we're about to get into, or you're not. Yeah. And even though the rest of them are different tones, it's completely different tones, they're <laughs> equally as weird. I don't know if I equally, don't, but I don't know if they're equally as weird. But they definitely are weird. <laughs> I mean, they're quirky at least. Kind of. I I've just it's weird because like I think about each of the vignettes and like they're so different. Yeah. None of them. All of them are similar. They're all, there isn't um, a funny, there isn't like, that one is like a comedy. Mm -hmm. You're supposed, I assume you're supposed to laugh yeah. um, at the scenes in the Buster Scruggs vignette. But in the other ones, I mean, it's just drama. There's no comedy. There's just kind of, 
Um, so there is comedy, I would argue, the different yeah. kind of comedy. Even in the next one, um, uh, which the, was the one with um, uh, James Franco. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> I mean, that one. Yeah, that one's probably the next funniest one, just because. And uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hand shot. All right. So this one is about this this cowboy who basically it's James Franco who robs a bank essentially. Oh well, it's, is it a bank? Yeah, it's a bank. Let's not. I mean, let's not spoil. I mean, it's not a spoiler, but these are short stories. Yeah, so no, we're gonna, gonna, we might as well. <laughs> let's not. Let's let's. I won't go. I won't go. Story. Yeah, he robs a bank, mm -hmm. and basically, it's about his process of maybe getting caught, maybe running away, all of this yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And it is <laughs> some. It's goofy. It's it's it is, and mm -hmm. it also is just it's it's a very. Whereas the first one is not, it's it's got dark moments. The first uh, vignette, yeah, it's much more silly. This one yes. is like more of a dark comedy, where it's like yeah. this is a very messed up situation, mm -hmm. in it, but it's funny. And then and it's like that to the bitter end of this yeah. <laughs> of this vignette, and Oof. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So the first two, I'm flying. Yeah. Um, then we move on to meal ticket. Yeah, which is uh, yeah. th that's the one where there's a armless and legless guy mm -hmm. who he is basically he does dramatic like tellings of like, like random Shakespeare stories like and, Shakespeare the yeah, Bible and, stuff, yeah, like that. stuff like that and he basically has this I mean I don't I don't I guess we would call him a manager he's yeah he's a manager sort of surrogate yeah. father he's being cared for by Liam Neeson yes so, um I mean, and yeah. it, maybe that relationship isn't the best. That's where I'll set yeah. how I'll set that one up. Yeah, and right. that's a good one. I mean, I think it's my least favorite. But it's, it's my still, least it's really favorite good. too. I think I, I still think it's good. I think this kind of goes back to my thing where I like their comedies and I don't like their dramas. This one is much. I don't think it's nearly. I don't think it even attempts to be funny. Really, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just this one was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't was my least favorite as well. I would agree with I, that. Yeah, of the ones I saw, I did not see the last one. <laughs> um, scroll down. Yeah. Don't. I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I want to check because I forget what the last one is. Oh, uh, the last one is called Mortal Remains. Which one? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. That's and, probably my second least favorite. But oh, okay, they're all I'm still gonna I, watch. I it. think they're all very good. Um, yeah. Next one, a, a all all gold canyon. My favorite, yeah. It's, oh, it's your favorite. Well, it's probably tied with that, one this after one, it. This one's out there. Yeah, um, it's different than the rest of them. It's I, so beautiful, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I I really like this one. Um, mm. It's about a um, what is he a prospector? Prospe a prospector. He's looking for gold <clears throat> in a canyon, and yes. he's slowly like you know, honing in on a pocket that yeah. he believes is there. And yeah. He, yeah, and he is like determined to get this. Yeah. And it takes a it, it takes some interesting story choices, we'll yeah. say that, that I I just I thought they were really well done. Yeah. You know, this one is it's quirky but not necessarily mm. funny. And, and I still was able to enjoy it. And yeah. I, I really like this one. Yeah. I uh, like that one mostly because it's, it's like a one-man show. Yes. Definitely, it's just one definitely. guy, and he's <laughs> by himself, and I like he's like talking to himself, and it's yeah. you just kind of get it. Then the it's next good. one is The Girl Who Got Rattled. Second favorite. It, or tying with the pot, with the gold. See, uh, this candy. one is also not funny, but I actually enjoyed this <sighs> it's one. It's so good. It's like, ugh. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, Zoe Kazan's in this, mm -hmm. and I love Zoe Kazan. She's yeah. a great actress. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that <clears throat> the whole thing basically, it's basically her the entire time. Yeah. Um, she's the girl in The Gal Who Got Rattled. Um, yeah, let's not. 
Yeah. I, I, I think this is the one that you would yes. want to watch. Don't just just watch yeah, it. Just it's watch it's it. just it's a really good, good short story yeah. that you will enjoy. It's it's perfect because these kinds of stories, they I mean, you know, you couldn't you would, I would never watch a movie of any of these stories, yeah. like a full size yeah. movie, but these short stories, they're just they're they're perfect. And they're on Netflix, easily accessed. You don't have yeah. an excuse. Uh, I mean, it do almost it. I think it might be better though. I, I I wish that they were it was a limited series so you could watch yeah, them like exactly. individually. Yeah. Might um, make it easier to digest because it's like true. two hours. Yeah. Um, and if you can't tell, stacked cast. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. oh, stacked yeah. cast. Yeah. Every single one of these. It's yep. like, <laughs> I All mean, the... it's, it's like James Franco, um, Liam Neeson, yeah. uh, Tom Watts, Zoe Kazan. It's like, what the? <laughs> they just do. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for this movie. Yeah. You, no, you should check good. it out. Like, yeah. it's really, it's really crazy. Um, um, and then you will be able to talk about the last one. Oh, yeah. The yet. last one, The Mortal Remains. Um, it's basically just. A stagecoach ride. It's uh, four characters talking in a stagecoach, and it's great. I mean, it's kind of like um, like they're just swapping stories. They have things that they disagree about, and they sort of discuss it. And it's you know, it doesn't really end with anything like crazy, but it's a, it's a good. It's just a good story. I don't know. I, yeah, right. I, I was like, wow, this is really cool. I, uh, <laughs> awesome. I don't know. It's I th- the best thing that I can say about this is that it's very just like the writing is kind of all you need. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's the thing that I got away with. Like with the last one, it's very minimal um, in that the writing just kind of brings you in and you can just enjoy the story. And then like the beautiful looks, especially in the, in the, um, in the gold uh, Canyon episode, I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one is just, it's beautiful. It's yeah. like, Wow, um, made me want to watch westerns, and I <laughs> generally can't sit through westerns. So, yeah, uh, Brendan Gleeson's in the last one as well. So, oh yeah, so yeah, crazy cast. Yeah. Um, so I think it's safe to say, a uh, solid recommendation for from both of us. Yes. Uh, now this is gonna. Uh, how do we even approach rate, rating this? I don't even know if we can. Like, it's uh, just go down each one, and <laughs> we, I mean, I guess we yeah. can. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the first one. Uh, I would give it a. Uh, uh, 3.5 out of 5. Oh we're, doing out of five we're doing out of 5 because they're short stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I really okay. like this one. All right, yeah. um, uh, near Algonis? Al- 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 Algodonis? Al- Algo- uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the second one with, uh, with uh, James, James Franco. Franco. Um, uh, uh, 3.7 out of 5. I'll just match you 3.7. I, that's, right. that, that's great. <laughs> I changed the whole <laughs> scale. It's hard to uh, yeah, like throw me off. in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> what? what are you saying, Ozzy? These are just these are just stories. Like, are they, like is this just a movie or what is it? It it's, is. It's a. It's basically again, like like I said, it originally was going to be a short uh, or a limited series of yeah. like what seven episodes? Six it's, episodes? Six, it's six episodes. Each are about. <clears throat> but instead, they decided to put it all, put them all together, put a little mini miniature framing device on it, and just say, "Boom!" It's a two and two hour, fifteen long, minute long movie. Yeah. And it's the the stories it have not. It's an anthology. The stories have nothing to do with each other. No. Um, but they're all even the one that I don't necessarily like is like it's mm. not awful. <laughs> so, no, it's not. It, yeah, it still works. Uh, which we'll get to that one right now. Meal ticket. Meal ticket. Um, two point five. Two point five. That's fair. Um, I'd say about a three, uh, three out of five. Yeah. All right. All Gold Canyon. Um, 
I'm just going to do this one and the girl that got railed. I like these evenly. 4.2 out Ooh, of 5. All right. Um, I'm going to give All Gold Canyon a 3.2 and the gal who got rattled at 3.7 again. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Changing up the hey, rating system. Hey, you're good. Mortal uh, Remains. You, uh, you got this one. Take it away. Oh, uh, man. 3.9. 3.9. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. So. Either way, I think I think it's worth watching it all the way through. It is definitely worth watching. Go and watch just, it. Just watch it all the way through. You could skip yeah. around to the ones that we liked or the ones that sounded interesting to you. Go mm-hmm. for it. But I would yeah. recommend just watching it all the way through because they're yeah. all good. And honestly, it's because it's the Coens, it might have a shot at Oscars. So mm-hmm. yeah. you might want to check it out. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's cool because like... Like I said, I mean, Westerns, as a, I feel like there's a bunch of genres that I just kind of don't like. I want to like Westerns. I really do. I try to watch them, and I just can't get through them. But this one, it has just, like, just the right amount of the aesthetics of a Western. Like, you can really, you get into this sort of, like, it's it's very, like, John Wayne, sort of. It's not like Sergio Leone, but, like, mm-hmm. classic Western, and you can get into that part. And they're, like, you know... They're just kind of good stories with the um, with the sort of like nice packaging and wrapping of a of a western. And I just like I just really digged it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, one other thing to note before we move on to the last movie, the one that I've seen. Um, I did not realize that the National Board of Review already released their top ten list for the year. Uh, they're the first semi-major indicator for Oscar season, so wow. that is interesting. Wow, so um, I disagree with a couple of those. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to read them off real quick because it is interesting. And it is We do cover Oscar season pretty heavily on this podcast, so I think it's important. <clears throat> we have, the, um, this is in no particular order other than the first one. Uh, Green Book is their first one. So, Ozzy, check it out uh, so we can review it, please. <laughs> um, then the rest of them are in alphabetical order. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, so that's on there. Uh, Black Panther, which is crazy interesting. Uh, can You Ever Forgive Me, which is that Melissa McCarthy movie. Um, eighth Grade, First Reformed. Uh, the If Bale Street Could Talk. I've, I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Mary Poppins Returns. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, what I don't know. I just, what? <laughs> Mary Poppins. Yeah. Uh, a Quiet is that Place. Out yet? No, it is not out yet. That's weird. A uh, Quiet Place, Roma, which okay. is another Netflix movie I'm, I'm not, by I'm not that. Alfonso Cuaron. I yeah. cannot yeah. wait for no. that. It looks amazing. Yeah, I missed that at the film festival. I didn't realize that they were showing that. Oh, they were showing it there? Wow. Seen it. Yeah. Um, and A Star is Born is the okay. last one, which predictable. Yeah. All right. Um, so that is interesting. And uh, if I would have known this was out, this would have been a segment on this podcast. But we are moving on. Yeah. Uh, we will move on to another Netflix movie that I have seen. And I really wish Tarion was here to review this one because I, we were both on the same page with this one. This is crazy good. I really like this movie. Um, this is Cam, and it is uh, directed by Daniel Goldharbor. I don't know if I've seen any of his other work. I don't know if this might even be his first movie. I don't know. Um, but this is about a... <clears throat> it is a psychological horror movie about a Cam girl, yes, who gets her account basically taken over by someone who looks exactly like her and it that sounds weird i know 
but this movie is insane and it is so kind of it is so twisted and just goes in directions that you do not expect and i absolutely loved this movie and this it just keeps you guessing because like I'm telling you, like, it's not like it's someone who know, looks exactly like her, who knows everything about her and how she interacts with the people who watch her stream, uh, we'll say. And it's just this it has the same mannerisms as her. And you're just like, what is happening? And they do a great job of keeping you guessing and keeping you like on the same page with her and where you're where she goes to the cops and like they obviously are not going to take it seriously and her family also doesn't know what she does so there's that dynamic as well so there's some good drama in there and it's just a really solid little horror movie i really really like this movie and again it's really twisted and goes in directions i didn't expect um there's some uh, madeline brewer is the lead actress she is really good um, there's some performances from some of the <clears throat> watchers of her stream that are, they're okay. Um, so performances aren't necessary. Like you're not, I don't think this movie's going to win any Oscars for performances or anything like that. Um, but overall, I think just the way that this movie is put together, it's a re like, I'm really interested. I don't know anything about Daniel Gold Harbor, but I'm interested to see what he does next because to me, this is a great indicator for really good directing talent that we need to keep our eyes on. I really like what he did with this. And again, I wish Terry on uh, was here to keep talking about this movie a little bit more, but I will leave it at that. I, if you're a horror person at all, this is a movie to check out. And I, I think that uh, you should look into it on Netflix. Uh, again, no excuses. Um, I'm going to okay. give this movie an eight out of 10. Uh, it's a great, wow. great okay. movie. I really liked it. So Yeah. I was, I was thinking about watching it, but I was like, nah, I probably shouldn't watch it. And thank God I didn't watch it, because it was a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. This is not an Aussie movie, okay? Um, I, I think we have a relatively good sense about the others. Like, uh, I think the greatest example is when we were both, like, I had not talked to you at all about the show Big Mouth. Like, I, I, knew, I knew that it existed, and I was like, I have no desire to watch this, and you were like, don't watch this. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> because, like, it's just not my thing, and I think we have a good sense of that, and this is not your thing, Ozzy, so uh, you should yeah, not bother. Good, Noah, you should bother. I, I will bother. I'll sense. go home and watch it we after a, this. What? We're, 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 we all have a good sense of each other's taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been friends for eight years. So, you know, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, Noah doesn't like westerns, so I won't. <laughs> there we go. Well, no, I, I like the idea of westerns. <laughs> yeah. I just can't seem to sit through them. Don't like it in practice. Like, I've tried to watch uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, like, five different times, and I can't make it past the first that's hour. That's not one you start with. Well, okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. I can get, like, Quentin Tarantino westerns I can do. That's, you know, no problem, but... Yeah. Uh, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Moving on. They're not real westerns. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I, I didn't want to let we leave that on this debate because like there are no real westerns anymore. I mean, there's the old westerns that I can't sit through and then there's the new westerns which are two types. There's the Quentin Tarantino western which is like revisionist sort of um insanity. Uh insanity <laughs> where it kind of like 
Because, I mean, Westerns have just, like, a lot of baggage, mm -hmm. like, because of the time in which they were made. Yeah. And so you kind of have, like, you have the two options. You can make a comedy Western, which there is one good one, which is Blazing Saddles, and then there's every other Ooh, bad that's one. that's a good one. Um, and then there's the, I mean, Quentin Tarantino likes to lift. There are so uh, many spaghetti fights I could be starting right um, now, but I don't want to. There's one. <laughs> there's, let's do it. Come on. There's no, one. There's Izzy, come does, on. Izzy doesn't have the time, so we're going <laughs> to wrap it there's, up. There's right. one that I think that would be worth listening to if you did want to give one a shot or I mean, worth I, giving a chance was is My Name is Nobody. Okay. It's kind of hard to find, um, but it's like the, the, actor's, the main actor's name is uh, Terrence Hill. Okay. And he was the star of a lot of big Sergio Leone, and it's okay. a Sergio Leone film. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I know my stuff. I know all <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about uh, about the western genre. Yeah. Joe, I haven't heard about that. That's all right, but my name is Nobody. All right, well, all let's right. Uh, do some recommendations real quick. Let's throw them out there, and then we will wrap it up. Um, I'm gonna start with. Uh, this is normally an Aussie's job to throw out the thing that you're like, come on, everybody's seen that. Uh, well, I don't care because I've been rewatching it recently because Tarion was here and he hasn't seen it, and that is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is coming, and it's coming fast. <laughs> so <laughs> freaking... It's coming hard. It's freaking watch it, please. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I need oh. to... I cannot wait until I can show my girlfriend Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm trying to get her yeah. to watch This Is Us, and it's always a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh, God. yeah. So yeah, I <laughs> mean, look. Uh, before Taryn left, we were on season six, and my goodness, that is the best season of the best show on television. Oh, so, it oh, it absolutely is. So, so um, yeah. Please, just do like, yourself Tarion's, a favor, please. Since Taryn's coming back here, I'm just gonna finish binging it with him. No, so you should because he keeps saying like, oh, I don't want to do the, uh, I, like, it's too much work to sign up, sign into HBO on your account. I'm like, I don't care, just do it. Yeah, finish it anyway. Yeah. Um, I've given people. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that painful reminder. I've given people my HBO uh, now <laughs> login saying watch the show. Like man. I've given people my Hulu that's attached to my HBO. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm oh, like, bro, don't so. even pay me for it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, to put it in perspective, standing by to... watching. If I see something different in my queue, yeah, change my password. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I was able to finish the first six seasons of Game of Thrones in the time it takes for a HBO Go one month subscription to end. So I'm never gonna forget. Yeah, that there was my in my sophomore year. Oh uh, yeah, my my roommate Manuel, the legend. What Manuel a guy! Watched. He watched all. How many seasons did he watch? What, Maybe what three. What came out? What came out that year was it season five or season Maybe. four? Maybe. Either way, he caught up to the show. In literally an entire like weekend, three days, a weekend. Oh yeah, it was like less That's than three impossible. days. He <laughs> put up, he put up what we call here hours. at Liberty a whack shack, and uh, oh, he. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> For oh those of you gosh. who don't know, oh, no. now yeah. you, uh, I'm yeah. not gonna go no, into don't it, go but <laughs> but uh, it's, he it's basically like, it's basically a tent over yeah. your, yeah. Yeah. your bed. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, so if you have your bunk, your bed's bunked. Yeah, and so he watched. He watched Game of Thrones in a weekend. No, I literally, That's I get back from like church and Friday. He, he walks up to me still in his underwear and, he, and I'm like, did you go to church today? And he's like, I was up until seven o'clock watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I... <laughs> he started, because he started Friday afternoon, and he was ready for the new season Sunday night. <laughs> Absolute legend, man. It's insane. That's All right. a tank move. Okay. Wow. Um, 
Noah, do you have a recommendation, and maybe this um, can tie into what we want to talk about too? Oh, um, I do. Um, I don't know if it does watching. or not, but it might be an easy uh, transition. Over Thanksgiving break, I realized that um, Mystery Science Theater three thousand is Ooh. on Netflix, and oh, so I watched yeah. a bunch of that. That's I'm gonna really, watch that again. That's so much fun. If if it's kind of like a niche thing. Uh, for those who don't know, Mystery Science Theater is a very. It's an old show. I think it's been going for like thirty years at this point. It has. Yeah, but it's a new, it's like a new, like, rebooted Netflix, version. Uh, yeah, yeah, Netflix rebooted. Essentially, um, back in the old days, uh, a couple guys, they they built, or they basically got these old, really cheesy movies, um, and they kind of built these puppets, and they have this, like, elaborate sort of, like, kind of science fiction story uh, where about this guy who's like trapped on a satellite and has to watch these movies with the help of these robots that are these puppets. I'm doing a bad job of explaining. <laughs> Just like look it up. It's, right. there's, there's it's pretty spot on. Plenty of episodes, <laughs> and they're all really funny. And they'll just watch these bad movies and riff on them <laughs> the whole time. It's yeah. great. Yeah. All um, right, um, Matt. Real quick, what's yours? Ozzy's really gotta go. <laughs> uh, Black just... Butterfly. If you want a quick action movie thriller to watch, Black Butterfly on Netflix. <laughs> Antonio Bendenis. All right, uh, Ozzy, throw yours out there and then sign us out. Uh, I'm just going to throw This Is Us and Game of Thrones out there, guys. <laughs> All right. He does his job <laughs> anyway. What else do I recommend? All right, uh, just real quick, Carlos, where can people find you social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFalls, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and the website. And shout out Enrique, who just finished uh, shooting his short film, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Dope, dope, dope. Congrats, Enrique, finally. Putting in the work. Proud of that guy, finally. <laughs> Uh, Noah, where can people find you on social media? Uh, on Twitter at Noah underscore Rask and on Insta- or, yeah, Instagram on at Brief underscore Intermission. Perfect. And Matt, where can people find you on social media? Find me on Twitter at Total Surgeon. Uh, hopefully new episode of Four Notches coming out soon. All right, dope. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. And then also, if you guys want to email me any recommendations, feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, check out the YouTube channel. Be on the lookout for a short film. Guys, this is Screenfellas. Screenfellas.